I am joined right now by Fred Rosser. You know him from his work as Darren Young in WWE. He is currently working as one of the stars of New Japan Pro Wrestling, New Japan Strong. We're going to get uh, into his, what he's up to currently, uh, some past highlights, and I'll mention you are doing a, a live uh, virtual signing today for 80s Wrestling Con. It's Monday Night Virtual. Uh, talk a little bit about that too, but first off, how are you doing today? Oh, I'm doing well. You know, first time back home on the East Coast of New Jersey, where I'm originally from, uh, seeing family and doing a plethora of other projects. You know, my name is Mr. No Days Off. It's just not a gimmick. It's a way of life uh, that I encourage everyone, including yourself, to live by, you know, on that grind, on that hustle, making moves daily. So as I mentioned, you are currently working for New Japan Pro Wrestling. Uh, one of the matches that just aired, uh, if people want to follow along, it's New Japan Strong is the show. Uh, you teamed with Leo Rush uh, against Bullet Club, and then you have a match coming up uh, this week. Uh, May yes. 21st is yourself and Hikaleo in a no DQ match. What's that experience been like for you so far? Because, you know, you're working in California. Uh, it's New Japan. It's a new brand. It's uh, quite different from maybe what fans of yours are used to just because of the, the cultural differences. But what's it been like working with Bullet Club and just branching out on your own and, you know, working under a completely different brand? You know, it's been an absolute dream come true. Uh, ever since I started loving wrestling, since I came out the womb, it's always been WWF, but I've always followed New Japan. I've always followed the Japanese wrestling, but I've always been intimidated in the style. I never thought I could keep up or hang in with these guys. And it was actually September 2019, I ran into a friend, Lance Hoyt, uh, Vance Archer, um, and uh, I ran into him at an independent show, September 2019, and uh, we came up in the developmental system with WWE, and I and he asked me how I was doing at the time. I said, yeah, I'm doing great, uh, but I've always had dreams of doing New Japan, and November 2019, he told me to come to uh, the Globe Theater in Los Angeles because New Japan was running a show, so the show started at 7 p.m., I got there at 5.30, got there early. Uh, at the time, 18 years in the business, I wanted to get there early and feel the ring, feel the atmosphere, meet everyone, uh, because I needed to sit there throughout the entire show, watch the show, and see if I fit there, see if I belong there. And throughout the entire show, that was the one question that was going through my head, uh, November 2019 at the New Japan show, uh, do I fit in, do I fit in? And when it was all said and done, I said to myself, man, what an awesome show. I can I can hang with these guys. I can go with these guys. So uh, long story short, I uh, talked to Rocky Romero and uh, told him I desire to work for New Japan to try out. I tried out with WWE years ago, and I earned my contract May 4th, 2009. At 36 years old at the time, I was willing to try out again, uh, whatever it takes. And um that was a conversation that went down November 2019, and then the pandemic hit. And right before the pandemic hit, I had did my first ever musical off-Broadway. So January, February of 2020, I was in New York 
doing my first ever musical. Chris Jericho was a big inspiration in me doing the musical because of his stint on Dancing with the Stars and all the other projects that he gets into. I said to myself when I was offered this musical in the beginning of 2020, I said, man, if he can do it, so can I. If he can do Dancing with the Stars, I can do this musical. So I did the musical January, February, and then the pandemic hit. And then Rocky Romero reached out to me May 2020 or so and told me about an opportunity with New Japan. And I said, Rocky, let me just double check with my family and see if it's a good idea because I'm around family. I don't want to infect people at the time because COVID was rampant, as we all know. And my family ultimately blessed me and said, it sounds like a great opportunity, COVID compliant. Uh, go for it. And I went for it. And uh, 2020, I had match of the year with Tom Waller. And I said, uh, I, I, I say all the time, you know, WWE um, was always a dream come true. And I, I did my thing. I did my thing as a Nexus member. I did my thing as a tag team wrestler with the primetime players. I tried to do my thing make Darren Young great again with Bob Backlund. It's just unfortunate the people that worked under Vince McMahon didn't have my back. So now with New Japan, I was kind of on my own and doing my thing. And uh, to get match of the year with Tom Waller uh, was an incredible, incredible accomplishment for me. And, you know, the respect of the fans are amazing, but the respect of your peers is top priority. And Tom Waller said about our match, he would have never thought that he would would have gotten into the ring with someone like me, someone like me. But he said the minute that we touched, he knew it was going to be a classic. He knew it was going to be good. So uh, I've got to keep grinding away. Uh, you're only as good as your last match, you know. So uh, this coming week, I've got Hikaleo. I love the Samoan Dynasty family. I love the Samoan family in general. Uh, the Usos, they've always been a night off to fight, you know, just easy guys to work with, all the Samoans. Uh, but Hikaleo has picked a fight with the Suntan Superman. And I've got to stay strong on New Japan Strong. And I've had enough of all of his bullying and all of, uh, you know, him trying to uh, bully me into silence. And my whole block the hate movement is so near and dear to my heart that this Friday, no disqualification with Hikaleo, uh, he's leaving that building with three boots on, two on his feet and one in his ass as a lifetime reminder of how badly Mr. No Days Off put a whooping on that ass. I don't mean to uh, downplay it at all, but you, you are known for being Mr. No Days Off, but you just said you enjoyed working with somebody because it felt like a night off. So is that the only time you, you would consider yourself taking a day off? Or am I like, I'm, I know I'm trying to reach here, but are, are oh. there any people you enjoy working with that it really does feel like, you know, almost, you know, like a break where it's just, you're in sync, you don't really have to work and it just kind of flows. Exactly, guys that I always bring up off the top of my head, Cesaro, uh, Brody Lee, uh, God rest his soul. Uh, those are two guys that when I was in the ring with, uh, it it felt like a fight. It, it they, uh, they made me intimidated in the ring in a good way, you know what I mean? We were able to tell the best story as possible when I was working the Wyatts. Uh, or, or Cesaro and Tyson Kidd, you know. So those are two names that ring a bell. Brody and Cesaro are two guys that are just a night off and a joy to be in the ring with. And they elevate me. They highlight me. Uh, I've 
heard Shawn Michaels say to Devon Duntley years ago when I was an extra, yeah, you want to highlight their strengths and hide their weaknesses in your opponent. So that's that's the kind of a layout that I like to take when I'm in the ring with anybody. That kind of leads me into my next question. Uh, and I actually was going to ask it in the same way. So it's interesting, you know, that, that, you know, a lot of people take the highlight the strengths and hide the weaknesses approach, but uh, you were recently, you just shared that you're working on the Nexus documentary, proudly wearing your, your jacket, your new Japan gear. Is there anything you can talk about? Like maybe did they say when it's going to be out, what your involvement is other than just you filmed it? Well, I was reached out to a couple weeks ago about this opportunity. And I always say with anything in wrestling, if I would have done it for the money, I would have complained a long time ago. I do it for the love. I do it for the passion. I say on my podcast, uh, don't die with a story and you tell it. And my most recent episode, episode 72, uh, I'm having a brain for, I believe it's episode 72, 71, the most recent episode of my podcast from bro wrestling that i do not for the numbers i do the podcast because it's very therapeutic for me it helps me become a better storyteller it helps me uh become uh more comfortable being uncomfortable uh speaking and sharing stories so that's the only reason why i do the podcast and it's therapeutic so on my most recent episode of from bro wrestling i really go into detail as to how it went and it went great um, I was told, and I go into detail, check it out on Front Row Wrestling, about how I was told to, um, if I could remove my New Japan jacket, and I, on Front Row Wrestling, check it out, uh, I go into detail as to why I was very proud of this New Japan Pro Wrestling jacket, so definitely, uh, your audience, WrestleZone, definitely check it out on my podcast, Front Row Wrestling, as I go into detail as to what my response was when I said, uh, no, I'm very proud of this new Japan jacket. I'm not going to take it off. If anybody wants to check it out, uh, you can go on YouTube, check it out. Uh, pro, just search Pro and Bro Wrestling. Uh, the, the episode Fred just mentioned is up there. You also have interviews with Steve Cutler, David Marquez. Uh, there, there's some, uh, a lot of other interviews. You have Matt McCarthy, who I'm familiar with, Danny Limelight. Yes. So plenty of great stuff up there. Uh, people want to focus on what went wrong with Nexus and why they should have won this match and, you know, talk about it in that context. So what I want to know is what went right with the group? How do you, how did you benefit from it? How did everyone benefit from it? Uh, I mean, you can talk about the, in hindsight, people have fond memories of the group, how it shook things up, but, what what would you say is you know the benefit the positive of the group for you individually and maybe as a collective well my boy heat slater he said it the best you know if they were to bring the nexus back we're, he says it just like this we ain't young punk kids anymore we grown ass man and he's right we're not young punk kids anymore we're grown men and at the time when the nexus caused havoc 
I wasn't comfortable with myself at all. And I mentioned it on the Nexus documentary, you know, the original season of NXT that I was on with the uh, game is like a game show. Uh, I hated it. I hated it, hated it, hated it, hated it. That's how I said it on the documentary. I hated it. It was like a game show. If I wanted to do American Gladiators, I would have done American Gladiators or American Ninja Warrior. But what NXT is today is it's incredible. I wish I could come back to NXT and, uh, you know, work their style currently. And I can definitely hang with the boys, you know, but when we did the Nexus, I just wasn't comfortable with myself. I wasn't out, uh, out to the world, you know, I wasn't out to myself. I was very closeted. And I, I, I always say we, I think we all have those inner blocks, you know, those inner blocks that we just, just we block and we block and we block and I had those inner blocks in the nexus but I realized once I came out publicly to the world that once you unlock those hidden blocks you get access to so much cool stuff you know and uh when I was able to come out publicly I was just able to be me I was able to be myself you know so during the nexus documentary I said I was never comfortable with myself I was never comfortable on the mic I I say now I'm not a promo guy, you know, I can get through a promo, you know, but I'm not like the rock or anyone else. I can strive to be the rock at this point in my career. I just have to be me as a kid. I had a stuttering problem. You know, sometimes it comes and go as a 37 year old adult. I embrace it. I don't, I don't really care what you see is what you get, you know, but, uh, from causing havoc, uh, that's history that'll never be erased. And uh, the connections that I made with a lot of the guys, uh, Heath Slater, uh, Tarver, Ryback, Wade, all those guys, I, I, love them to, I love them to death. And we're still on a text thread. Uh, and I'm always sending disturbing, uh, dis disturbing uh, you know, movies. And they're like, Freddie, what, what the hell are you sending us? And I just send them disturbing stuff because uh, Vince McMahon always said in promo class, never be afraid to make a fool of yourself. And that's how I live my life. I, I absolutely love that attitude. Uh, I can't wait to see the, the project uh, whenever we get a chance to see it. Um, well, it should be. I mean, the Nexus debuted, uh, I guess last year was 10 year anniversary. This year's 11 years. Uh, I think we uh, we did the dirty work in June. So maybe it'll be in June sometime. We'll see. But there you, there I know that I, I know at the time they got Wade Barrett, they got uh Daniel Bryan, which we consider him not a member of the Nexus, uh, because he got fired uh, that night. He didn't he didn't cause havoc after that night that we caused havoc. So uh, Wade Barrett doesn't consider him uh original member of the Nexus. That uh that is the law. Who's going to argue with uh, Wade Barrett, right? I, yeah, I love him. I love him. And who, who's going to argue with uh, the rest of the group and put a beat down on it, on everybody, yeah. right? Exactly. Exactly. Uh, you, you mentioned uh, real quick, uh, you mentioned that, you know, you'd love a shot at NXT again. You did actually get a second shot at NXT when it was NXT Redemption. Uh what I, I mean, what was that experience like for you? Because you, you spent time, you know, on different shows in the WWE wor uh, universe. And I was going to call it world. Silly me. Uh, you, you spent time on Raw and, you know, you had this big run. You like, what was that experience going back 
to redemption because it wasn't the NXT that people know now. And it wasn't even the, the NXT that, you know, for a time, uh, TJ Wilson, Tyson Kidd went back for a little, for a spell, Tyler Breeze went back like Fandango and, you know, fashion police are back there now, but it wasn't, uh, it, it wasn't the, you know, it wasn't the brand that it is now where people could just move laterally. It was still very much a, a competition show. So what was, what was the, I guess, motivation for you going back there? Like, what were you trying to prove that time around? Uh, with NXT Redemption, I was slowly but surely getting my groove, getting comfortable with uh, the, uh, being on the WWE product and all that stuff. I mean, just having the opportunity alone, like I'm not a football player that played pro football or any kind of football and then just jump right into WWE. I grinded on the minor league level, the independence from 2003 to 2009. WWE told me no over 40 times until May 4th, 2009 out of 75 guys and girls from all over the world. I earned my contract with WWE. So uh, it was a dream come true for me. So any opportunity I get, like, for example, my last independent wrestling match before I got signed was against Big Daddy V. And uh, we didn't really talk about our match uh, until uh, very late. Uh, but I just knew to roll with it, you know. And after it was all mm -hmm. said and done, Big Daddy V said, you know what, boy, you're going to be up on the road uh, within within eight months and this was right after I got signed and he was right I was on the road within eight months uh less than a year on the original season of NXT went through that went through my ups and downs did NXT redemption uh did the primetime players did uh make Darren great again so I can never talk down about down about my experiences because we're in the in, we're in the entertainment business. So our, our futures are controlled by the pencil. They can pencil you in and erase you, uh, and erase you out. And Dr. Tom Pritchard uh, said it the best. He was a scout of mine when I first started. He said, sometimes in this business, you're gonna have to eat shit and like the taste of it. And when I first started, I'm like, ah, I'm saying to myself, I didn't say it to Dr. Tom Pritchard. I said to myself, ah, eat shit and like the taste of it. You don't know what you're talking about, Doc, but he was right. He was right. He was right. Sometimes in this business, you're going to have to eat shit and like the taste of it. And I didn't get assigned by WWE because I do all the flips and all that stuff. There's nothing wrong with that. I got signed by WWE because of my work ethic. I got signed by WWE because uh, I'm a great storyteller. Uh, you know, I I'm, I'm very believable. So those are the reasons why I got signed with WWE. And like I said, uh, it's always been a dream come true. And any, any experience with WWE is a good experience for me, in my opinion. And a lot of fans will say, oh, we wish you were the tag team champions more. Well, whether we were 10 times, five times, or just that one time, Titus and I still did it. And for us, it's in their history books as being tag team champions. So that's on my... That's on my portfolio of plus uh, of, of the other projects that I do. Mm -hmm. And as we started talking about, uh, you're, you're still being featured for New Japan Pro Wrestling. Real quick plug: if anybody wants to watch the show, one of the places you can watch it is Fight. Just look on the New Japan Pro Wrestling channel. Fred's on the poster for the latest episode, the LA Dojo Showcase. Uh, there's 
I think the archives go back over a year, uh, but you can check that out on fight. Um, one of the things that is, I'm going to say in the honeymoon phase is the relationship between impact and new Japan. You're seeing ELP being featured on the show right now, fin juice. So there is that new Japan impact crossover. Is that something that would interest you going over as a new Japan talent? Just because if you think about it, you're still in the United States. So travel from the West coast to Nashville, you know, would be a little easier. Is, is that something that you'd throw your hat into potentially down the line? Uh, well, I have no control over that. I can uh, put my two cents in, uh, but September 11th, 2002 will be 19 years that I've been rocking and rolling wrestling uh, consistently and um, quality over quality at this point in my life. You know what I mean? So I, uh, I, I say all the time, and this is me speaking from my heart, it's very important for me to just stay in my own lane. You know, with AEW, uh, WWE, I said they said no over 40 times. AEW, they said no, not once, but twice. But, you know, in all actuality, my all-in goal was New Japan. And I pursued New Japan with laser-like focus, uh, like a madman. And uh, I got what I want by being consistent because without commitment, you'll never start. But most importantly, without consistency, you'll never finish. You have to be consistent if you want to cross that finish line. So yeah, absolutely. Impact is an option. Uh, I don't set myself, um, I, don't I don't limit myself to anything at this point in my career. I'm an independent contractor. But right now, I don't want to overload myself. Uh, I rather just focus with New Japan, uh, and I've been doing some work with NWA. Uh, but right now, I just want to focus on New Japan because New Japan is my heart and soul. I, I, I say to myself, I feel like I'm the Black Tommy Dreamer of New Japan. New Japan strong, you know that that you know Tommy Dreamer and ECW. He was like the heart and soul of the promotion. That's how I feel with New Japan strong. So again, I've got to stay in my own lane because the minute I I get out of my lane, that's how we all get into accidents and all that stuff. And again you're talking about you know focusing on new japan and how you're staying in your lane i was gonna close by saying you've been working primarily in california for new japan hopefully we can get uh you know depending on what, what happens with uh travel restrictions being lifted and whatnot like see you working in japan i know that is a big bucket list item for a lot of people so uh oh it's number one for me working in new japan uh uh, uh in japan is uh still still a bucket list of mine i'm just praying you know august hopefully we can run shows in california with an audience that's the goal and hopefully by the end of the year uh i can get out for the first time ever to japan and wrestle because with WWE, anytime we did a tour of Japan, I was always on a different tour or not on tour at all. So I have not physically competed in Japan. So that's my that's my big test, you know. Mm -hmm. And not only is that a big test, but that big test of performing in front of a New Japan crowd because I haven't performed in front of a New Japan crowd yet, you know. So that's the true test. And I'm either going to shit the bed or these people are going to like what I'm delivering. And obviously they are because... You know, uh, to me, it's special to uh, 
have match of the year and have between, I heard, 15 to 20,000 fans vote for your match to be match of the year with New Japan Strong. So, uh, again, it's uh, very clear that I'm staying in my lane. Uh, Impact is great. AEW is great, even though they told me no, not once, not but twice, I always say. Uh, but New Japan is my home, and I'm very happy with my home with New Japan, New Japan Strong. So uh, hopefully I can work with the likes of Tanahashi, Kota, Shingo, uh, a plethora of other guys. Will Ospreay is another bucket list uh, uh, guy that I want to compete against. And I know, I know I can go with these guys. It's just only a matter of time before I go to Japan. Well, I, I wish you the best. I hope, you know, I hope August is when you get to do that. Um, in the meantime, you guys can check out Fred, as I said, the Monday night virtual signing tonight, uh, May 21st. He has his no disqualification match again against Hikaleo on New Japan Strong. You can check that out on Fight. Check out the Pro and Bro podcast. Uh, Fred, thanks very much for your time today, and I wish you the best of luck with your, your continued success in New Japan. Thank you. Thank you. I always say don't die with the story you tell, and thank you for letting me share my story.